Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. The opinions and views expressed by the host and guest are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Blake Radio Network. Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world, broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world, spreading the news and information. BlakeRadio.com, music for your mind, body, and soul. Talk radio at its best. You're listening to Rainbow Soul from BlakeRadio.com. Um, afterwards. And so, or they may have incurred, you know, various injuries 
from training or the actual race. <clears throat> and so I'm going to share with you what I'm doing to really help prepare myself for the marathon. And I'm sure, you know, in a couple of weeks we will see how it goes. But um, these there are certain things that I'm putting into, taking into play um, and taking into consideration to help protect my knee to, you know, make it through the marathon and really complete it as this will be my first one. But to also make sure that my knee is really functional afterwards and that I'm not doing harm and that I'm really giving my body what it needs in order to carry me through the marathon and carry me um, past the marathon into a knee that works well. All right, so let's jump right in. So um, for training for the marathon, I was absolutely terrified of the, the length. Okay, not terrified, but I was intimidated. I was extremely intimidated by how long I would have to run. And I was really focused on making sure that I would make it, um, you know, to the end. And so fortunately, I'm not as terrified or intimidated. And so what I want to do is kind of address, you know, what should you do if you're a consistent runner? So that being you run, I would say, you know, two to three times a week, or you get in, you know, 20 miles, you know, 10 to 20 miles consistently a week, you know, say prior to your doing a marathon. And then say you're someone that has never run before. Now, this person that has never run before, these are just recommendations. You guys can certainly let me know whether um, this applies to you. But these are what I did was I followed the plan of someone that has run before. And so I think that if you have not run before, a big part is getting over that psychological hurdle of, you know, can I make a distance? And so a lot of people say once you've hit the 18 marks, you know, you're golden. Like, you know, it's like there's also psychological finishing the marathon. And so I would definitely recommend if you have not run a marathon before, getting yourself um, into a space where you can hit a longer distance. And you're, you know, kind of getting in the habit of breaking the ceiling of your longest run. So for me, I'd never run past seven miles. And then I went up and did a run for 11. And then I did another. Did, did a run for 16 and, you know, and continue to increase the mileage. And so you can certainly talk with a trainer to get more specifics for the marathon. But I think the, a big hurdle is definitely psychological aspect. Now, after I got over the psychological aspect, <laughs> I'm still dealing with it, actually. Um, I think one of the pointers that I found very useful was stretching and the importance of stretching when you're preparing for a marathon. So before, I was just focused on kind of, you know, finishing the marathon out of brute force. But I found that my body literally wouldn't let me lift my leg up past the point. You know, after, say, 18 miles or, you know, 16 miles, actually, my legs were super, super, super tight. And, you know, that goes into play. Um, what comes into play is never stretching. So you want – I really highly recommend – using a foam roller, doing yoga, having rest days. And, um, you know, it wouldn't be my show if I didn't talk about food, but we'll get into that. But really, you know, paying attention to how your body and your flexibility, how your flexibility is increasing, um, you know, noticing that 
you know, you don't want to beat your body up because if you are very, very tight, you know, um, a lot of individuals, if you've had knee challenges, you know the importance of the leg muscles being strong and how that helps your knee. So imagine if you're kind of immobilizing your leg muscles because they're super tight and that can help contribute to, you know, a knee injury. Um, and so for that reason, I really want to emphasize stretching and the importance of stretching, um, stretch the hamstrings, the quads, and the IT band, and, um, and, you know, just don't overlook stretching. So that's one. And another one I really wanted to kind of touch on was the importance of balance. And when we have, if you have knee issues, say you have bad knees or you have any challenges or you want to, you know, take, protect them, I think even though you're running a marathon, it's still an opportunity to add an alternative workout. So say you're really, really intense, you want to push yourself, you want to work out a great deal, and you want to, you know, consistently do something that's beating up your knee or that um, can put your knee at risk. So say you like playing basketball or you like running, like I love running. Oh, I like running. <laughs> um you want to add in activities that kind of take the pressure off your knee or give you a break. So it doesn't mean you have to completely take a day off. However, you can add in things that will actually, you know, give you, give you a little bit of a break and work other parts of the body. So for that, um, that's really just having balance in your workout, so switching it up a little bit. So instead of just running, maybe you do the Stairmaster as well, or maybe you do yoga, um, you know, some people like Pilates. And so definitely, you know, throw those in there. And um, as you're doing this, if you say you're someone that you have a favorite activity and you do it all the time, frequently when you switch to another activity, you might not be as good at it. And so I just want to give a heads up. Don't be mean to yourself. Don't be intimidated. You know, really just kind of enjoy the process of doing something else. So for me, um, I want to try Pilates, and so I'm probably not going to be the best at Pilates, but when I'm doing it, I'm going to try not to break my, beat myself up, but really just, you know, use the fact that I'm a beginner to really soak up all the details that the teacher is saying, um, really, you know, be aware of how my body is responding to this different um, activity, because pain or discomfort is a kind of an indication of an opportunity to improve. I don't want to say weakness, but I just said it. But it shows that there's a, you're weak in a specific area, and it shows an opportunity for you to improve in that. Um, and actually, that's the way running was. So after any distance after um, 400 meters, I was just like, man, that I, I don't need to run after 400 meters. And so getting up to a point where I was a consistent runner was something I had to work on. Um, and so just want to leave you guys with that. So for those that are just tuning in, you're listening to the Happy Knee Radio Show, feel free to call in with your questions at 914-338-0695. And we're talking about your knee and a marathon. Now, if you have any knee pain or you have a loved one that you think might benefit from Natural Knee Solutions, head over to thehappyknee.com and get your free Happy Knee gift. It's a gift that I give to everyone that visits the site, and it really, really provides you with solutions that you can do at home. 
and that really helped to give your knee a break and helped to inform you on things that you can do to help your knee and just really increase the longevity of it. And that's really the goal of the Happy Knee. So head over to thehappyknee.com, get your copy of the the Happy Knee gift, which has pointers on what you can do. And it's really, really, like, short, easy to use, and it's concise. And most importantly, it's useful and effective. So make sure you visit thehappyknee.com, get your copy of the Happy Knee gift, and call in at 914-338-0695 with your questions. Now, back to the happy knee and your marathon. So when you're training for a marathon, what, how does food you know, come into play? And I can speak to my specific experience as well as, uh, and so a lot of it will be applicable, but I want to really give you guys some pointers because there's always going to be general information but I really want to help give you what's working for me. So the first thing is when you're working out a great deal, you realize, you know, you just, you have a huge, you have an increased appetite. And you, especially when you're running for a marathon or training for a marathon, you have to really fuel your body and you have to fuel your body with the right food. Um, And so I remember when I started out, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm running a marathon. I'm going to be so fit. I'm going to, you know, eat salads as well, and I quickly realized that that was not going to work. Um, salad, just just lettuce, was not going to sustain me and allow me to, you know, train rigorously as I needed to do. And so, as an effect, as a result, I did find other foods that I can eat that will give me more energy as well as, you know, help my body long term. And so, what I found was Oatmeal and brown rice were absolutely awesome. Um, and so the way I make my oatmeal is I saute sunflower seeds and I um, saute sunflower seeds, some honey, and, you know, then you have the oatmeal. And the way I make the oatmeal has changed. Before, you know, I would kind of saute my, my oatmeal without any water <clears throat> to give it get a little, like, I guess a cooked taste, but that would dehydrate it. And no matter what you do, you really want to hydrate your body. And so doing that was actually to my detriment. And so instead, I actually, you know, put the oatmeal as well as the water into into the um, into the pot and let it sit. And say maybe I have some chores to do or something like that. And then I'll come back and then I will, you know, begin to have it cooked. And so by letting it sit for a little while, you're actually allowing you know, the oatmeal to expand, you're allowing it to soak up more water, and you'll probably have to add in more water, but you're allowing it to really be a hydrator. And then uh, oatmeal is also very, very helpful for long-term energy, and that is something that is absolutely crucial when you are, when you're training. So oatmeal would be my number one recommendation. Now, um the second the second uh food that I really absolutely enjoyed was um well I, I enjoy it and it's very helpful. Um is brown rice. And I wanna throw in red rice. You guys let me know if anyone's worked with red rice and what, what you guys think of it. But I've been told that red rice is 
good for the bones as well. And so, you know, the bones are kind of more long-term um, in terms of your seeing the effects and such, but um, I'm going to have to report back to you guys on that. But um, brown rice for certain is a great source of energy, and it's a food that is super versatile. So, you know, you can have it for, you know, on, as a side for your lunch. You can have it as with your vegetables and dinner. Um, I have not had it for breakfast, but some people do have it for breakfast and throw in some olive oil. Of course, you know, an olive oil is good fat. So um, I highly recommend oatmeal as well as brown rice. And for the brown rice, I recommend to make it more interesting. So maybe adding in sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, sesame seeds, and, you know, those things help to give you even more vitamins and nutrients. So um, pull on those foods. And another one that I usually cook all the time, however, transitioning into fall, but I cook it a lot during fall and starting to now, are sweet potatoes. And so with sweet potatoes, I absolutely love them because they're a great versatile food that you can just kind of cook a bunch of and then um, use it throughout the week. But it's also really good fuel for training. And so as you're getting, you know, say if you're training for the New York City Marathon or you're, if you're in a cold, a cold more cold um, climate, sweet potatoes are in season, I would recommend using those as well. <clears throat> so, again, you guys are listening to the Happy Knee Radio Show. Today's topic is your knee in the marathon. Visit thehappyknee.com and get your Happy Knee gift. It's free. It's effective. Um, you will probably be able to stop and stop using some of the ineffective methods of healing your knee. But it is very effective, helpful, and has given a lot of individuals insight. And so visit that. Visit thehappyknee.com and get your copy of the free Happy Knee gift. And, you know, get to a happy knee because our knees are one of the most complex joints in our bodies and something we really need to take care of. And I made sure to really include pointers that are easy, succinct, and effective in that free gift for you guys. So head over and get your copy of the free, of the happy knee um, free gift. And certainly let me know if you have any questions. If you have any questions or if you're interested in one-on-one consulting for your knee, certainly email um, info at thehappyknee.com. So we went over some of the food. We talked about oatmeal and brown rice and training for the marathon as well as um, sweet potatoes. And we lightly spoke about the exercises or the approach to, you know, the marathon. So if you are new, you want to start getting up your miles. Um, if you have done it before, you do want to continue to get up your miles. But um, one thing I realize that is extremely helpful and needed is I need to um, stretch. And so do not overlook. And so this isn't something that if you haven't done, you know, a marathon before, you don't do stretching. But it's not like you do stretching as well no matter what. But it's just something, just a nuance. <laughs> so... Um, we're also going to go into kind of how to treat your body. So we spoke about resting and having cross-training to 
you know, give your body a break. And now on those off days, you want to continue to stretch, and you also want to, I would recommend, an Epsom salt soap. And so I use a lot of salt. Like I use at least, I would say, eight cups. Um, and the more salt you use or the higher concentration of salt that you have in your in the water that you're soaking in, the more powerful it will be in soothing the joints as well as pulling out any toxins or anything that's working against your body. And so um, what I recommend um, is using at least eight cups and, you know, using that to soak in, like soak your entire body in um, and make sure that your legs are submerged. And so that, what that does is really helps to give your, give your legs relief and it helps to loosen the muscles that are extremely, extremely tightened so that they can get back to really helping support your knee. And we spoke about the foam roller, so you want to use the foam roller regularly when you're training as well as when you're resting. And it's even um, more exciting when you um, use a foam roller and you also soak your legs. So you get more of a stretch and you get better results and further strengthen your legs. And so spoke about the exercises and all that. And now I want to kind of go into strategy. So for me, you know, I spoke about how earlier it was just like getting over the fact like, oh, my gosh, I'm running 26.2 miles. Crazy, right? And so I had to kind of, you know, switch my mindset. But also I had to start thinking, okay, how am I going to approach this run? And one technique that I'm really sticking to is going out slow. And it's going to be challenging because there's going to be so much excitement and everyone's going to be cheering. But as you start, as you're training, keep your strategy in mind and be aware of your body. And so I don't want to dare say exactly what I did is going to be exactly good for you. What I think in mind is be aware of your body with everything that you do with your training, with your hydration. Um, be aware of and just kind of look at and be observant of how your body is reacting. Are you stronger? Um, how much energy do you have? Um, do your legs hurt? What part of your body hurts? Because when your body, when your a part of your body hurts, it indicates that you should strengthen it a little bit more. So. Um, Really try to start setting up your your strategy. So for me, I want to. I don't want to go out. Um, I don't want the first few miles to be my fastest mile, the fastest few miles, right? So I want to go out slow um, and kind of ease into it. Um, and then also, <laughs> I do this all the time, and I think maybe it's just because fall has stay warm, <laughs> and so. Right now, as I'm training and, you know, the weather is dropping below, below 60, below 50, 50 degrees, I'm realizing, oh, my gosh, you know, there is a mind over matter factor. However, I do want to figure out how to stay warm as much as possible and keep my joints warm. So stay warm, um, go out slow. And one thing that's really huge that I – 
you know, I, I usually think of in a general term with hydration. And so sometimes, you know, you can look at a solution as something that you use one time. But with hydration, I recommend trying to train your body to be hydrated, you know, consistently. So don't just say, okay, you know, the night, the night before, I'm going to just drink a whole bunch of water. Try to consistently say, you know, work your way up to being hydrated because being hydrated is kind of a long-term um, project. And that's something that I didn't, I didn't understand initially. However, you know, I began to learn a little bit more where you don't just drink a gallon of water one day and, like, fix your whole hydration, you know, issue with your body. Being hydrated is an ongoing project. So especially when you're training for a marathon, work on that, you know. So try to make sure you carry around a big bottle of water. Um, if there's a specific type of fruit that you like, maybe you throw in, you know, that fruit to see how it works with your water. If it doesn't work, that's fine. I personally love, I personally, <laughs> I love um, putting cucumber in my water. And that's something that doesn't really, um, it, it tastes, I just like the refreshing taste. And so I found that when I try to experiment with different fruits, um, I'm just like, this should be juice. <laughs> and so um, some fruits are more, um, I don't want to say, I guess some fruits kind of bleed into the water, whereas others just kind of give it a subtle taste. But I found that cucumbers are awesome, are absolutely awesome for that. And they're super hydrating. <clears throat> so for those tuning in, you're listening to the Happy Knee Radio Show. Feel free to call in if you like at 914-338-0695. And be sure to visit thehappyknee.com and get your copy of the Happy Knee Guide. And it's your gift. Like it's literally a gift that I give to everyone to really help them take care of their knee and allow them to have a knee that works for a longer period of time. And that is the entire goal of the happy knee, is to make sure that your knee is able to be used um, for as long as possible, and it's able to really help you stay in shape <clears throat> and live your best life. That's what it's all about. So today's topic was, well, is um, your knee and the marathon. So we discussed what do you eat, what exercises do you do, and the strategy in going into it. So over um, to review, we discussed um, whether you are a new runner or, you know, you're a consistent runner, consistent runner being 10 to 20 miles, over 10 to 20 miles, you know, run a week. You know, you want to be aware of what you need to work on and your your mindset going into it. Some people might say, you know, I need to focus on just getting over the distance. But it's important to add in stretching. Um, you want to watch the foods that you're eating, and you want to make sure that you're giving yourself fuel that helps your body. And so for, that, for me, that's really oatmeal and brown rice. Um, and, you know, not thinking, okay, this is the time for me to, you know, just be super, super healthy. And that, you know, healthy can be defined by many ways. 
So it's a time to be healthy, but some people equate, you know, being healthy with, you know, losing a great deal of weight. And um, I think it's very important to understand that your body will need fuel and to, you know, really find a balance. And I found that oatmeal and brown rice really help in giving me energy and useful energy. So, you know, not something that's going to, you know, harm my body at all. So oatmeal, brown rice, and then exercise that you should do. You really want to make sure that you're stretching. You want to make sure that you're hydrating, not just the day before, but that you're hydrating consistently leading up to the race because hydration is a long-term thing. You want to make sure that you're using Epsom salt soaks, that you have a very big, um, you know, say you have a long run and you're in pain, you know, use Epsom salt use a foam roller, stretch, and really make sure that you have a balance of exercise. So maybe you're adding in um, yoga or you're adding in swimming during your training, and these things will give your body a little bit of a break um, leading up to the race so that you're not, you know, really wearing yourself out. And then with strategy, um, I would recommend noting that, you don't want to start off super fast. You want to start off pretty much kind of awkwardly slow. Um, be kind to yourself and stay warm. Um, and I didn't mention this earlier, but, yeah, um, wear comfy shoes. <laughs> All right, so thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Lillian Daniels. And thank you so much for joining me on the Happy Me radio show. Be sure to visit thehappyme.com. And tune in every Saturday at 9 a.m. Blog Talk Radio to listen to The Happy Me and get your questions answered. Email info at The Happy Me to submit topics that you would like to hear about. And I look forward to hearing from you. Have a beautiful weekend. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.